Hello, and welcome to the Infinite Escape Room, the puzzling podcast where geographically diverse pals have a few drinks and work together to solve a homemade craft sourdough escape room. I'm Mike. I'm drinking a Roman Way Bodicea Black IPA from a little brewery in Northampton just up the road. It's like a fizzy lagery stout. Uh, It's quite nice, actually. And joining me today, we have... Hi, I'm also Mike, and I'm drinking a Krabby's Alcoholic Ginger Beer. Nice. Very nice. And I'm... (laughs) I am am Sam, and I'm drinking an Imperial Wedding Cake. (laughs) A whole cake. (laughs) I think it probably is a whole cake. It's from uh, Evil Twin Brewing. It's pretty strong, and I feel like I may be slurring my words by the end of this. You saying that a couple of weeks after you've been married, it does sound like you've just blended your cake down. Yeah, I've still got a lot of it in the freezer, actually. <laughs> it lasts for ages in the freezer. We were, I think we ate ours for like the three months after we got married. It was amazing. Uh, so jealous. Yeah, the staff at our venue threw ours away. But you, you had a massive cake at yours, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. They divided it by the number of people at the wedding, and whoever didn't have their cake, they threw it away. <laughs> I know we wanted to murder them (laughs) yeah my wife actually tripped over while holding our plate of cake and it went everywhere so I didn't even try my cake oh Oh, my god seriously dude that sucks (laughs) I know (laughs) oh my goodness so a couple of things before we start uh, the podcast proper Uh, all three of us are married which will feed into today not to each other to um, to separate (laughs) individual wives my mind and the second part of it is that Mike is also called Mike, which may cause confusion later on in the episode. So we should come up with an interim rule for how we're going to handle this. I'm just not going to call any of you Mike. I'm going to call you Collins and you half. And I'm pointing in in my room, like at just the wall <laughs> when I'm saying like, because you're on my right, Collins, and half's on my left. Why is you that? Can put, you can put like little photos of us up or something. I think I would like that. Yeah, we should do that. Okay, cool. So for the remainder of the podcast, I shall be my surname, Collins, and Mike Hathaway shall be Hath. Is that okay? Yeah, that works. <laughs> Fabulous. Are we ready, gentlemen? I'm going to forget and call you Mike. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's going to feel like there are about 10 people on this one. And, uh, yeah, well, there should be an extra one. Who's, who's Gavin? Oh, well, Gavin the mannequin we'll meet later. So wait. <laughs> are we ready, gentlemen? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. We've been Excellent. recording for like 20 minutes, dude. <laughs> then let's enter the Infinite Escape Room. Bam, 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 bam. Four. <laughs> you thought I edited those in. I'll do them all with my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I like, I dig it. This week, we are thrilled to be invited to a WhatsApp group for Gavin the Mannequin's stag do, along with 15 of his other closest friends. Did we know him from school, maybe? Or, or was it a previous job? Or uh, No one's really sure. But he had our phone numbers and first names, so must have known us somehow, even if we don't know him. Laddish bants and racy gifts ensue on the chat thread, and the best man casually drops in that the whole day will come to 400 quid per head, plus a kitty, for drinks. It takes us a bit longer than everybody else to think of an excuse, and the chat instantly empties. Press-ganged by a sense of social responsibility, we find ourselves outside the door to the Infinite Stag Do, one of the Infinite Escape Room's many self-contained celebratory venues. The best man is nowhere to be seen, and Gavin the Mannequin stands silently and movably with us. We've got to give Gavin the Mannequin the best day of his life, subject him to some hilarious japes and getting roaringly drunk before he gets married in exactly one hour. If we need a hint, then we'll have to phone our respective wives and reveal that we're not in fact on the ornithology retreat as we had previously promised. The one hour timer starts and we step through the door. We walk into the lobby of the infinite stag do. Before us are three doors marked one, two and three. The first door is marked Bob's Extreme Zorbing. The second door is marked The Best Man, and the third door is marked The Bar. Doors three and two appear to be locked at the moment, but the first door swings open at our touch. We step through the door marked Bob's Extreme Zorbing. Whoa! (laughs) Woohoo! That's the kind of enthusiasm I want. What I really want to do is find a YouTube video of someone zorbing because you know you're locked in this little in, like bubble, being so overwhelmed with G forces that they throw up and it just goes all over them. <laughs> There's got to be like a couple of GoPros where that's happening. Definitely, <laughs> absolutely, definitely, definitely a good shout. Starting off with this one, 
Well, gentlemen, it wouldn't be a stag if it didn't start with a chance of lasting physical damage. You step through the door, and in front of you, you see a large room with what appears to be a hill. At the top of the hill are some zorbs. Are they called zorbs? Zorbals? I think let's call them zorbals because yeah. that sounds more fun. At the top of the hill are some zorbals or fun spheres or whatever it is you want to call them. <laughs> Next to the fun spheres, to the right, is a viewing platform. Mm, okay. Should we go and view some things? Yeah, let's you, go view some things. Absolutely. What would, what things would you like to view? There's people zorbing and being sick inside of them. Okay, you trot across to the uh, the zorb balls. Uh, you can see that there are four of them in a row. Uh, the first three contain mannequins, not entirely dissimilar from Gavin the mannequin. And the fourth one is empty and marked with the word Gav. The Let's second of the Zorb balls has okay. some paper. That's all right. The the second of the Zorb balls has some paper sellotaped to the outside. Does the paper say anything? Nope, it's just sheets of paper sellotaped to the outside. Is there a pen anywhere? Uh huh. Um, there is not a pen that you can see. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um. So I, I guess we strike a conversation with the other mannequins in the Zorb balls. Certainly. You. What would you like to say to the mannequins? Hi, how do you know Gav? They say nothing back. They're mannequins. <laughs> Let's put <Man>. Gav in <laughs> the other Zorb ball. You put Gav in the rearmost Zorb ball. You can see that all four Zorb balls are in a line mm-hmm. from uh, closest to the hill to furthest to the hill. You've put Gav in the one that is the furthest to the hill, the unoccupied one. They appear to be on a sort Excellent. of track. Right. I wonder so if, if we've got one of us oh, yeah. has to go and to the viewing platform and view one of us pushing them down the hill. Uh, should we check the first and third Zorbs first before we push them where they're really far away from us? That sounds like a sensible idea to me. Okay, cool. you check the first Zorb ball and it contains a mannequin with... I'm trying to think of a good lad's name. What's a good name for a lad? Jack. Uh. <laughs> It contains a mannequin called Jack, who is wearing a Burberry cap. You check the... What's another good good name? Another good lad name? Brett. 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 You check the third mannequin. (laughs) You check the third mannequin (laughs) and you see Brett Brock, the hardest man alive, or at least the hardest mannequin alive. Um, He has all of the poker badges. (laughs) The next one, I bet his name's Ash. Well, the next one is Gav. He's he's at the back. I thought you said there was four. You said there was four. Oh, yes. You've not looked at uh, number two yet. What's the number two? Yeah, so we've had number one, number three, and number two uh, has um, Ash, the mannequin in it, uh, and is the uh, Zorb ball that is covered in paper, sheets of paper sellotaped on. Oh, so only the second one is covered in sheets of paper. That's correct. Oh, that's weird. Oh, it's covered in paper. Uh, yeah, I'd say not not like perfectly, completely covered, because you can still see Ash inside, sans Pikachu. And are we able to take the cellotaped the, the, the paper off? You could indeed. Do you want to take a couple of sheets off, see what you find? Sure, yes. Sounds sensible, yeah. Absolutely. Okay. You you have a couple of sheets of, of, of paper. Uh, you, you find nothing except for more Zorb ball. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, okay. Uh, well, what surface is the hill? Is it like a dark track or is it grass or... You can't see it very well from where you are. Would you like to go over to the viewing platform? Yes, yes. Let's go view the. Let's go. The thing. Okay, so you trot across to the viewing platform to the right of the Zorb balls, mm-hmm. and you can see that it's a combined grass and dirty mud track, descending uh, quite steeply in a uh, S-shaped curve down the side of a uh, a large hill or, or small mountain. Mm-hmm. You can see along the way that there appear to be some physical obstacles. The first of which appears to be a large bank of rocks. The second of which appears to be a trench filled with rabbits. And the third of which, at the very bottom of the hill, appears to be an angry vampire. I think we have to sacrifice the other mannequins so Gav can make it through alive. That's a really good idea, actually. Oh, hang on, hang on, hang on. There's rocks, right? On yeah, the first rocks. One. Well, shouldn't we send our man covered in paper down? Because paper beats rock. <laughs> Paper. But he'll be safe. Like okay, but how do we beat? Uh, so rock would be yeah, rocks first. You've got a trench with rabbits. A trench with rabbits. Absolutely filled with rabbits. It was probably two rabbits originally, and now it's fucking heaving with them. Blimey. Well, the vampires. 
kind of okay because our guys are all mannequins so they're not in any real danger it's us that's in the danger to be honest yeah i mean yeah you guys have got a good a good hill's worth of mountain separating you from uh and what's at the end of the track at the end of the track is a small finish line and a kind of the zorb equivalent of those ski lifts it's kind of like a a large uh hook and wire which would appear that if a ball makes it down we'll take it back to the top again Okay, so we can we can give it a go. So I guess we can, and all the zorbs are all the zorb bulls rather are all exactly the same, except uh, for the one covered in paper. Absolutely. Half, do you want to give your idea a go of making sure that you're getting the paper to beat rock? Yeah. Can we can we send zorb number two down first, or is which it had ash to... in it? I believe. Goodbye, yeah. ash. Um, Bye, ash. So you attempt to push Zorb number two. However, Zorb number one is in the way. They appear to be on a sort of fixed track. So we'll go down the hill in order. Oh, gosh. Okay, fine. Yikes. Unfortunately, no Zorb number one appears to be blocked. You don't appear to be able to push it over the edge. Can we have a look at what might be blocking it? Sure thing. You take a look and you can see that there is a... You know those things they have in car parks, which kind of rise out of the ground? like the Oh, little, yeah. Yeah, it's kind of like a big one of those, but for Zorbs. Okay. Can we? Is there a button to operate the the lift? There is not a button to operate the lift. Is there a lever to operate the lift? There is a lever that you can see. Oh, on the viewing platform, there is a a lever which you've not gone over and looked at yet. I, th- I guess we should explore the viewing platform a bit more. So there's a yes. lever. Can... There is indeed a lever. The paint on it which I guess matches the markings on, on the Zorb release mechanism, mm. uh, would indicate that it is perhaps uh, related to that. Uh, there is also a box of craft goodies, uh, because nothing says like you're on a stag than a bit of arts and crafts. The box contains uh, loads of sellotape, some ladies' knickers, bulbs of garlic, a pack of Wool's pork sausages, a six-pack of carling, lots of live tortoises, and several reams of A4 paper. I like your idea half that paper beats rock, so we could... Cover Ash in paper, or his Zorball in paper. Send him down. Tor- uh, tortoise beats hare, or rabbit. So we could sellotape ra- ra- uh, tortoises to the yeah. second one? <laughs> Will we get done yeah. by the RSPCA? Garlic yeah. always beats vamps. Yeah. For the beer, I guess we should have one ourselves. And then maybe Excellent go idea. deliver one to Gav. Yeah, I, th- I think we've got our, our crew sorted. Lads. Oh, I apologise, by the way, I neglected to mention. Next to the box is a small metal box with a little vending hopper at the bottom, like what you'd get on a drinks vending machine, with a message on it. The message reads, Stags must be safe for their future wives. Manage this and you'll win a prize. So I would like to take the six-pack of Carling, take one off the containy hoop stuff, uh, that will no doubt go strangle some sea life later on. And then hand one to half, hand one to myself, give cheers. a cheers to the stag and uh, down it in one. You have Good done blood. so. Your testosterone levels are through the roof. Women within a three lads, mile radius lads, think lads, you're attractive. Lads, lads. <laughs> Should we give some to our uh, mannequin friends as well? Get them uh, pumped for their <laughs> arduous journey. We could journey. get them pumped or we could just give them all to Gav. That's a better idea. Let's do that. Let's give a beer to Gav. We walk over to Zorb number four, open up the back, shake up the can because it's his stag do, and then open it up in his face, hand it to him, and then close the door. <laughs> the the can <laughs> falls out of Gav's immovable mannequin hand um, and starts filling a delicious beery bath in the <laughs> in the Zorb ball. You imagine he's having a great time. I'm sure he'll appreciate it. <laughs> I hope he is. <laughs> He'll look back fondly on this day. <laughs> so, Half, shall we go back over to the, um, take the box of goodies with us and then yes. sellotape paper to Ash's Zorb number one? I think we got Jack in number one, but yes. Yes, you're right. Jack, Jack's Jack, in number yeah. one. Okay, so we'll give, uh, yeah, we'll cover Jack's in paper. We'll give Ash some tortoises. We'll take the, um, let's take take the paper off first. Yeah. We rip the paper from Ash's Zorball number two. It is ripped. It goes flying everywhere. Like Excellent. confetti for his yes. upcoming Ash nuptials. Got ripped. Ash got ripped. <laughs> How do we attach tortoises to a Zorball? 
you do have a lot of sellotape. Let's do the... Let's just sellotape them, man. Yeah, let's do it. Okay, you have sellotaped tortoises to number two, which was ash. And then we'll do uh, garlic on Brett Brock's Zorb with sellotape. Okay, so you've sellotaped uh, cloves of garlic to the outside of Brett Brock's incredibly manly Zorb ball. Does the Zorb look manlier than the rest? Oh, it's... I mean, I know I said earlier that they all look identical, but that was a terrible lie. This one looks hench. If a Zorb could take steroids, this one would. (laughs) Important question. Are the sausages cooked? Uh, No, raw. Hmm. Probably for like willy-based puns or something. For for laddish pants. I'm wondering if we're going to have like... do something with them and the the ladies' knickers. (laughs) I feel like we're going to send these guys down and like other stuff is going to come flying at them. Yeah, maybe. Let's keep them in reserve. (laughs) Should we arm them each with some knickers and sausages? (laughs) Soldier, you don't look your face out there, but we're pretty sure you'll be okay with some knickers and sausages. Right, I'm itching to hit this release lever. Do it, half. Do it, do it, do it, do it. Right, I'm going to smash that release lever. You smash the release lever. The first Zorb bounces down the hill. The paper coating comes into contact with the first obstacle, the set of rocks. And, because paper beats rock, instantly annihilates them, leaving nothing more than sand and mist. Yes! The Zorb then bounces down into the rabbits, which use their tiny little pokey teeth to tear into the Zorb and then tear into the mannequin. Oh my gosh. Tearing it to pieces. The remainder of both Zorb and mannequin make it to the vampire, who gives it a really big kick and then gives it a powerful wrestling suplex. I feel like we could have just prepared the first guy with everything he needed. Yeah, we, we gambled everything <laughs> on, this, on, this, uh, <laughs> on this technique, didn't we? I feel good about it. Do you want to go ahead and do the honours with uh, number two? Yeah, let's see what happens. Number two. Smash you it. Pull, you <laughs> smash the lever, uh, doing great damage to the lever and endangering the deposit. But uh, <laughs> you smash the lever. The second Zorb, this is uh, Ash's Zorb, coated in tortoises, bounces down the hill. It goes over the powdered rocks, rolls further down, bouncing and wobbling, until it hits the rabbits, where the tortoises extend their long tortoise necks and eat the rabbits whole, millions of them at a time as the ball rolls over. As it descends further down the hill, you see the ditch is now filled just with rabbit giblets, rendering it perfectly smooth. It then hits the vampire, who brings out a Stanley knife, cuts a hole in the Zorb, and then proceeds to give Ash the mannequin the kicking of his life. Poor Ash. Poor guy. How does Gavin feel about losing his friends and his stag like this? I think it's just like random mannequins, maybe. Oh, okay. Or maybe they're his friends. Who could tell? Gavin's an implacable... Mask. You're right. They were already in the Zorbs, weren't they? So they're the previous stag. Okay. Yeah. They're the pre- yeah. Fuck those guys. <laughs> All right. <laughs> pull that lever. You pull the lever. Let's do this the third time. And is this Brett? Is his name? Isn't it Brett? This Brock. is Brett Brock. And Brett Brock. Brett Brock, the most powerful of all mannequins and Zorbs, bounds down the hill over both powdered rock and um, splodged rabbit. The garlic collides with the vampire and explodes, blistering his flesh, uh, rendering him nothing more than slime and bones and a screaming mess. And then rolls to the end of the course. Rolls and slots into the little Zorb ski lift and gets wheeled up the hill and deposited back at the top. One last time. Let's pull that lever. Goodbye, Gav. You pull the lever. Gavin goes over the edge, over powdered rocks, bouncing down the grassy, muddy, dirt tracky hill, over rabbit giblets, and over the steaming evil remains of the nasty vampire. He rolls to a gentle halt at the bottom and gets picked up by the ski lift and redeposited at the top, having had a thoroughly lovely time. Oh wait, no, he's he, no, he's swimming in a bath of beer in there. He's probably had a horrible time <laughs> with that skin of carling sloshing around. Like wash around inside of a zorb ball covered in pukey beer. Well, I mean that's the closest thing. Yeah. I think Brett Brock had a better time than Gavin. I don't think Gavin's going to look any less sad than when we put him in. <laughs> Just a bit wet. Haft, would you like a go in Zorb ball? <laughs> <laughs> As Gavin is returned safely to the top of the hill, you hear a bell jingle and a clatter and a thunk from the little metal box next to the lever. Yes. Um, and we've got let's three see what more it is. Carlings left to drink. <laughs> or the Carlsbergs. I think it was Carlings. That's all shit anyway, isn't it? Looking at what you've got, you have a fish around in the little hopper 
and you find a key. Congratulations, you have found the dangerous activity. And you have solved my puzzle. (laughs) So, with the dangerous activity in hand, you step out of Bob's extreme zorbing experience and back into the infinite stagdo lobby. We go to door number two, marked the best man, and put our key into the lock, twisting it to open. We then step inside. So, you find yourselves on a a deserted street in the wee early hours, and not too much about having a, a listen. You can hear seagulls squawking in the distance, quite a lot of them, and they sound rather angry, so... Maybe you go have a look. Or run so, away in the other direction. Is that... <laughs> like, well, did we bring... We forgot... Damn! Hello? <clears throat> Tracy, it's Phil. Phil, where the hell are you guys? We lost... Damn! What? We're getting married in five hours. Yeah. That's not going to happen. Oh, what? shit. <laughs> oh, yeah, Christ. Gav, guys. Okay. Yeah, oh, my God. So, yeah, Mike, can we quickly run out of this room back into Bob's? Get Gav out of the Zorb. <laughs> <laughs> soggy, We've soggy got Gav. Gav. Classic. Forget yeah, well, the stag. He, well, Gav and might then, not want to like, see what's what's awaiting him, so uh, he, he can sit this one out. Oh, I think I think we need to bring Gav the stag along with All whoever. Right. Me, me and right. Sam can carry him. Yeah, never leave a man behind. Although we did, uh, <laughs> we definitely won't do it twice. Speak of this ever again. So you try running away from the uh, horrendous squawking seagulls yeah no matter how far you run you still hear them as if they're right behind you you feel like you better just face this head on can we we take a look at where the seagull sound is coming from yes you peer around the corner in front of you you see gavin's best mannequin keith in a (laughs) in in a bit of a state he appears to have his hands handcuffed around a lamppost sporting polka dot y fronts with his trousers over his head there's a white plastic bag on the floor by his feet uh, he seems to be in need of some assistance. What would you like to do? I guess we should go up and uh, see how Gav, I mean, sorry, Keith is doing. Why and ask why the hell Gav is not strapped to the lamppost. <laughs> okay, so you walk up to Keith. He, he seems to have seen better days. He has seagulls circling around above his head, squawking wildly. Yeah, he, he, he looks pretty worse for wear, the sort of state you'd want the... Uh, You'd expect to be seeing the uh, groom in at this stage. I mean, so he's handcuffed to the uh, to the lamppost, yeah? Yes, he is. How tall is the lamppost? It seems pretty tall. You'd have a, a hard time getting him over the top of it. Damn. Um, I guess we should first take his trousers off his head. So you remove the trousers from his head. He seems to be covered in scratches and scrapes. <laughs> oh, my God. He's <laughs> <laughs> been abused by seagulls. Yeah, it, some of them have uh, even drawn blood, like literally drawn it. Those bastards. A, a, a mannequin. <laughs> oh my God, and they have so little blood to give. <laughs> um, there's, a pl- there's a plastic bag, you said, on the floor, right? Uh, can we yeah, have a rummage right. through that, please? Yeah, so uh, you poke around in the plastic bag and inside you find a portion of chips wrapped in paper a pack of sashes with groom written on them, an empty bottle of posh-looking single malt whiskey. Mm. Mm. Is it full or is it empty? Empty, unfortunately. Oh, God damn it, Keith. And an open ring box with two empty slots. <laughs> Sorry, what now? <laughs> did, I, did I hear that right, Mike? <laughs> oh, my God. You're making me feel anxiety. <laughs> for Gavin. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, don't worry, uh... I knew you guys had been married before, so this this one's got some emotional impact. Oh, well. an open ring box. I thought, yeah, yeah. like a wedding ring box. Yeah, that's okay, the, what were you cool. thinking. I thought it was some weird sex thing. I thought like this oh. was like some sort of like prank. ring box. Yeah, it's the thing. I thought it was like <laughs> I thought it might be a box you put up your ring or something. I didn't know. I didn't put two, oh, two okay. together. Ah, right. Well, you also find one of those. <laughs> Sam, I think we should definitely be. Like distracting seagulls with chips. That seems like a yeah. That's what that's where my brain is going. Uh, my, my I'm wondering if we have to like capture and open up a seagull because it's eaten the key. Ooh, I guess we could try and coax one down with chips and then bludgeon it to death with the empty whiskey bottle. Hmm. Yeah. Maybe. But here's the, my other question: Is uh, the seagulls couldn't have done this? Like, who did this to Keith? Seagulls don't drink whiskey. 
Well, I mean, there's some pretty mean-looking seagulls. uh, (laughs) Like rough Margate seagulls. (laughs) Can we investigate the area to see if there are any clues from any other parties that may have done this to Keith? Investigating around, you don't really find any other traces of foul play. Um, (laughs) Terrible pun. Well, I'm strange. Oh, I mean, Hath. Damn it. (laughs) I didn't get it. Foul like a bird. Ah... You you do happen to see a, a glinting on the ground uh, out of the corner of your eye. Would you like to have a look? Oh, let's go have a look. Near Keith's feet, by the gutter, you see the the wedding band of the bride. The light from the diamond caught your eye, which is why you're able to see it. It seems the diamond has stopped it from rolling any further down the gutter. Uh, let's let's retrieve the ring. That feels like a, a very sensible thing to do. Yeah, let's do that. Okay, you have taken. The bride's wedding band. Can we put it in the box, please? Yes, you put it in the box. It fits very snugly, uh, unfortunately, next to the empty slot. And let's give it to Collins uh, to look after. <laughs> no uh, no pressure there. Yeah, I'm not sure I'm the most responsible party for this. Can we well, have a look be, around? You in might the... do a better job than Keith. <laughs> That's true. Can we have a look around in the same sort of area for the, the, uh, the groom's wedding band, please? Yeah, sure thing. So you um, you look around, follow the, the gutter a bit further down, and you see a drain. Peering into the drain at the bottom, you can see the groom's wedding band. It appears to be about two, two-ish metres down on a pile of mulch. Hmm. Two metres? Yeah, yeah. It's, I can't tell if that's deep for a drain or not. Are we At this point, we're just retrieving the, the rings to be nice. I think we should. I think we absolutely should. Our, our yeah, job yeah. is to get um, get Gavin. We're coming up on time, dudes. Oh, fuck, we are, actually. That's how are we doing for time? So we're at, oh, shit, 28 minutes. What? Got 28 minutes left to, to retrieve this wedding ring, give really? Gavin okay. the time of his life, and um, get him to the wedding, I suppose, maybe? Is there anything in Gav's jean pockets that we took off his head? You have a rummage around. Sorry, Keith's. And <laughs> Yeah, we... You don't want to look in Gavin's as well, since he's apparently a bit loaded. But Let's okay. do both you have, of them. <laughs> you have a look in Keith's, um, and inside you find a crumpled paper note and a wallet. Ooh, what does the note say? So the note says, list of really important best man things that I'd better not forget. The first one is the rings, the speech, those fuzzy handcuffs from Paris, for the prank, of course, a bottle of posh whiskey, mm. Tasty. <laughs> and his dignity, because he often loses it. Aha. Uh-huh. As he has done in this case with these seagulls. Yeah, pretty hapless chap. Okay, so we found one of the rings. We haven't yeah. found his speech. We have found we have found the um we found the other ring, we just can't retrieve it. I wonder yeah. if the speech is wrapped up in the chips. It, it, the, oh the yeah, good chance. Wrapping up the chips. Can we unwrap the chips, please? Uh yeah, you Unwrap the chips, and they appear to be wrapped in a wedding speech. <gasps> oh, Mr. Hewlands. Congratulations. Oh, nice one. I would not have thought of that one in a million years. Yes. Sneaky, Terribly greasy. Keith is so unreliable. Yeah, who's like, who goes to a chip shop and they're like, oh, don't use your own paper. Here, use my speech. Pretty, yeah, pretty useless. Pretty useless. You, you can barely read the speech at this point. The grease is uh, eaten right through it. Colin, should we do what we wanted to do all along and uh, feed the seagulls? Um, oh, right, that we don't get showered in shit. Well, I'm thinking because we need to get down this. Dra- so this drain, Mike, how big are the? Um, how big are like the the drain holes? Uh, the hole is about sort of 15 centimeters across. You could sort of fit your arm in there, but not much more than. Could that. a seagull fit down there? I doubt one would be so inclined. But. Can we lift the drain cover off? Yes, you can. <laughs> oh, I was just going to I was gonna throw chips down there and hope the seagull ate the ring along with some chips and then we would try and like kill it with a bottle of whiskey. You're much more reliable. Mm. Well, I still might have to do that because we need the, the keys for the bloody things. Oh, yeah. The handcuffs. So we can lift the drain cover off and then send Collins down there to retrieve the ring. Well, unfortunately, removing the cover doesn't really make it any larger. Oh. You, 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 you gain about, I don't know, two centimetres. Um, do we have anything we could use as a hook? Oh, and there was the wallet. The he had a, a wallet in his pocket, didn't he? I was thinking, yeah, maybe we can like undo the sash, use it as like a, a long bit of 
long thing and then something that we can use to like pick it up so is there yeah, was there anything in the wallet, the wallet mike did we what's in this wallet do you want to have a look in the wallet yeah, yeah. what's in okay. this wallet okay you raid poor keith's wallet right in front of him so inside his wallet you find several bank cards and among them an alcoholics anonymous membership card <laughs> some small change pounds and euros a couple of sweet papers and a paper clip Ooh. oh oh yeah you find a receipt for a portion of chips with 20% off written in biro next to the price mm. and a selfie with the bride in front of the Eiffel Tower. <gasps> oh, my God. Is this mm, potential that, scandal? It does sound, doesn't sound good, right, does it? No, I'll tell you what, Sam, you hold on to Gavin just in case he fucking goes for Keith. Um, I'm, I'm already holding him. Because he's got a hell of a temper on him um, in that paper mache body of his. Um, and yeah, uh, Hath, can we attach the paperclip to, can we like undo the sash and like attach the yes. paperclip to the end of it? Yes, you certainly can. Can we then use this wonderful contraption to lower down into the drain and I'll go and, uh, I'll go and use that to try and retrieve the, uh, the wedding ring. Okay. Um, so you use your improvised hook on a sash, um, and lower it into the drain and, Yep, you, you pull it up and you find a duck on the end. You're so good at uh, hooking ducks. <laughs> <laughs> but you try again and you pull the ring up this time. Fabulous. Uh, I will Thanks. stick the ring in the ring box. Keep that safe. Fantastic. Flashing across uh, Keith's face for, for a split second, you see a faint smile on his face. But maybe you imagined it. Can we give Ga- Gav the, the selfie with Keith and his wife-to-be... Uh, yeah. From are you are you quite sure you want to do that? I'm not sure we should. I mean, the wedding's paid for. Maybe Gav took the picture. We don't know. We don't know. We weren't there. <laughs> oh, they could be brother and sister. Oh, they could be brother and sister. All right. Could well, be. let's let's yeah. let's leave that. Uh, can I take a handful of chips and throw them into the road, and then arm myself with a fancy bottle? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You you throw a handful of uh, chips out into the road and a swarm of seagulls descends upon it and upon you because they know you've still got more chips where that came from. <laughs> You're too busy defending yourself to hit any of them with the bottle. Can I not swing wildly? <laughs> you keep them away, but that's about all you can manage. Go Collins, now, now's so, your moment. <laughs> can, I, can I use our improvised hook shot to, to swing and snare a seagull out hook of Hook that seagull. <laughs> Using my previous bird hooking skills. <laughs> yes. Okay. So you, you managed to snare a poor seagull with your improvised weapon of mass destruction. Sam, kill it. Um, kill it with a bottle. I'm going to kill the it with a bottle. Thing... <laughs> I'm going to bring it down heavily upon its head. You smash the seagull bluntly with the bottle. The bottle doesn't break, luckily. Does the um, seagull. But unfortunately, the seagull does uh, into a, a, about a million pieces. <laughs> you notice a little bit further down the street, though, one of the other seagulls appears to be choking on the chip it's just eaten and spits out a small key. Oh, no. <laughs> Quickly, kill that seagull. It was, it, prob- <laughs> it was probably stuck in its throat the whole oh. time. <laughs> Can we pick up the key, please? You try, but your hands are wet with blood. <laughs> Mine? Sam's the one doing the murdering. I'm just enabling the murdering. Right, okay. I'm, I'm an accessory <laughs> you, to murder. You pick best. it up. <laughs> I feel really bad. <laughs> <laughs> you pick up the key while Sam thinks about what he's done. I feel like we had to do it to re- release so, Kev. That You told us the lamppost was too high. <laughs> So you, you have a small key, but you don't hear that little chiming noise. Which which no, nobody hears until post uh, when it's put in. Can we release Kev <laughs> from his uh, fancy red uh, red French handcuffs? Le handcuffs. Yes, you, you put the, hand, you, the key in the handcuffs, open it up, and with the little ooh-la-la, Keith is free. However, as you do that, he clasps his hands tightly together, preventing you from pulling him away from the lamppost. What was on the list? He still looks. Are we missing something? He still looks pretty upset. Yeah, it was rings. So speeches, rings, the speech. Yeah, I got those. <gasps> his dignity. His dignity. Let's dress him. Let's put his trousers, trousers back, back on. on. Okay. Uh, 
how how do you want to do that? Him being a mannequin and all. One leg at a time. Yeah, like we take the legs off <laughs> okay. and put them in the trousers one leg at a time and then clip them back onto his torso. Okay, you uh, pick Keith up by his legs. His feet stay on the floor. His legs detach from them and you manage to put his trousers back on and I guess reattach him to his feet. So now his trousers. Again, you uh, see a small smile flash across his face, but perhaps uh, it was a trick of the wind. <laughs> If anything, the smile across the mannequin's face is the scariest thing in. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. Does he? Do we have any of his other clothes? He he's now fully dressed, but his hands are still behind the lamppost. His hands are still clasped around the lamppost, so he's he's not letting go. What are we missing from the list? Have we not maybe reunited him with the rings and the speech? And oh well, yes, maybe. So maybe, maybe we could... put the rings and the speech in his pocket. Yeah. Okay. Let's do that. Yeah. So you present him with all the items, and uh, he he he's he's got a, a a real smile on his face now. You're not imagining it, but he's still clasped his hands tightly around the lamppost. Oof. Checking checking the list once again. You've crossed off the rings, the speech, the fuzzy handcuffs, and the dignity. But while you have the bottle, you don't have any posh whiskey inside it. Aha! Uh-huh. Which would make for a bit of a boring stack. I mean, Sam, you've been on extremely strong stout. Your piss has got to be a pretty high ABV by this stage. Maybe we should just get Keith to piss in it. Wait, he's a mannequin. Yeah, he's he's not got a willy. (laughs) (laughs) You have a quick check and he's just got a painted fig leaf. He does have his dignity back. Yeah, he. Well done, Keith. (laughs) He had Um, it all along. Well, okay. I, I pee in the bottle and hand it back to Keith. You try and pee in the bottle, but the carling you had earlier has addled your brain and you can't quite aim into the bottle. <laughs> I've peed on my hands, guys. <laughs> yeah. Can I pee in the bottle? No, you're, you're unfortunately just inept. <laughs> Can we just give Keith the empty bottle back? Because he drank it. Oh, do we need to get it out of Keith somehow? No, that's bad. That's bad. <laughs> I mean, like, he's got a fig leaf. Are there like shops bit- anywhere nearby? We've got his wallet. We just oh, buy some got, more. Oh, we've got some change, haven't we? Oh, the shops are closed, I'm afraid. It's still still pretty early in the morning. Oh, man. Can, he, can, we, can morning. we look at his belly? Is there like, like Does he have like a, a whiskey pouch in his little belly? You examine his torso and it, it seems to be made of sort of solid plastic. But you can smell some uh, pretty strong fumes coming from his mouth, which appears to be a, a cavity. Let's squirt it from his mouth into the bottle. How how do you want to go about doing that? I'd be like, yo, Keith, you spit that whiskey <laughs> back into that bottle, please. Fam. Um, <laughs> why don't we, I mean, we could just unscrew his head and then pour it into the bottle. Oh, yeah, okay. Let's, un- let's unscrew his gently smiling head. You unscrew his gently smiling head. <laughs> it comes away quite freely and pouring it above the bottle, you manage to transfer an entire bottle's worth of very nice single malt whiskey into uh, the empty bottle. Congratulations. That's a, that, well done, Mr. Michael Collins. When, it's a double doubt, cast screw. single malt whiskey. It's been inside a mannequin now. Uh, triple cast now, technically. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> okay, yeah, let's reunite that mannequin with whiskey. Fantastic. So you've reunited him with the whiskey and I suppose as well his head. And he looks proper chuffed this time. You hear a click and his hands appear to have unclasped from the lamppost, and he is, you're free to, to move him. You have found the key. Oh, very oh. good. That is a going a ways for a pun. Well done. Well yeah. done, half. <laughs> I did try. <laughs> oh, that was a really good puzzle. I like that one. Lots of bits of that. And seagull murder. Yeah, that was a good puzzle. Yeah. That took us ages. <laughs> That was a Velta. Yeah, it did really, take really quite a while. Oh man, mine's a shit compared to those. <laughs> With uh, Keith and Gavin in tow, and I suppose the rest of the uh, uh, stag crew as well, you amble back across the street, uh, find the nondescript door that you came in from, and re enter the lobby. You head towards door number three. The door number three. Keith- oh, Keith seems to fit quite snugly in the, uh, in the lock. In the lock. In the lock. <laughs> How big was Keith this entire time? Was, he, was Keith a borrower? Reason, he's reasonably large, but... 
the lock on the door seems to be large enough to fit a mannequin's head. <laughs> so you approach door number three, and above it you see the words written "crossed keys." It's like a pub pub name. So you open up the door and wander in, and inside is a dark room with wood panelled walls and a nice bar stretching across out in front. Behind the bar is a old bartender and in the corner you see a few odd tables with some people statically not moving having going about having a drink lots of pictures on the walls what would you like to do Hmm. can we have a look at those pictures on the walls perhaps sure (laughs) (laughs) how How many many are there and what might they be of uh you wander over to the wall where all the pictures are and you notice that they're all of the same thing a dog the same dog mm-hmm. the same dog is it, throughout is it its life different poses or just oh throughout life many different poses young and old faded and non-faded framed and non-framed dog and not dog dog and all dog okay hmm. do you do, whenever you go into a pub or a bar is, is going to look at the pictures on the wall the first thing that you do yes good point <laughs> 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 right, let's let's head to the bar. Capital um, idea. You and, head and, to uh, the bar. And uh upon the bar you see free upon the bar you see free tap. Are they called taps? Yeah. Pumps. They're yeah. called pumps. I tap pumps. I think I've, I think I've heard them called both, you know. You wander toward the bar and you see three tap pumps for pulling pints of beer. <laughs> It's definitely not that. <laughs> good, good bet covering though, that. <laughs> Upon the three pump taps, you see the first one has pale ale. The second one has ale. The third one has tout. Because the S looks like it's been smudged out. The bartender says to you, hello, lads, what would you like to drink? Can I have a J2O? There are no J2Os behind the bar. Behind the bar, you see an assorted <laughs> array of many different types of whiskies and spirits. Well, I mean, in which case, mine would be a single malt on the rocks. Collins gets a single malt on the rocks. Sh- should, should I get one? Right, you've got one now. Oh, I mean, like, in, for realsies, to add to the ASMR. <laughs> well, yeah, maybe you should. <laughs> pause the timer. Yeah. I need a drink as well. I'm Sam, and I'm drinking a punk IPA. Ah, hello, boys. <laughs> Hi, how are you doing? I'm doing good. Let, let me hear Welcome that. Back. Yeah. Oh, oh, maybe I should get one. Mm, oh, man, it's so a Penderin. Good. I'm going to stick with my punk IPA. I'm going to go on Krabby's number two. Oh, beautiful. Oh, Fab. The Penderin, that's, yeah, that's the good, like, that's the Welsh stuff, isn't it? Yeah, um, Laura's mum gets me a bottle for Christmas every year, and I love her for it. It's just fantastic. Nice. And the timer restarts. The bartender hands Mr. Collins a whiskey on the rocks. Let's hear that. Glorious sound. I'll go for a, a pint of tout. A pint of tout. The uh, the bartender starts pulling a pint of tout, and then the bar the tap pump runs out of beer, and you only end up with half a pint. He oh says, God. "It's out." Would you like another drink? Oh, hang on. Yeah. Huh. Okay. So, interestingly, out is tout with the T removed. Yeah. Tout's tout with the S removed. Yeah. So. Interesting. <laughs> can we have... Can I um, quickly glug down my whiskey? Sure. And then, in fact, I should probably get a round in. Can I have a pale ale, please? The bartender pulls you a pint of pale ale and hands it to you. And you uh, now have a pale ale and, and, and feeling slightly happier since downing your Pandaren. Okay, see, I was wondering if the pale ale would go out as well. And then it would be ale, ale. I don't know why I thought the P at the front of that was going to drop off. I don't know why I thought the logic there was. <laughs> this puzzle doesn't have great logic, but it's it's all good. Oh, I'll have a pint of ale since I only got half a tout in the end. He pulls you a pint of ale and now you've got a pint of ale. What's Gav going to have? I mean... And did Keith come with us? Is Keith with us? Oh, fuck, we forgot Keith. Yeah. Okay, oh, so... Keith. We he's forgot Keith. Pocket, he? Oh, man. Oh, no, he unlocked the door. He's in the, he's in the lock. Yeah, he's, he's, he's got V in here somewhere. Yeah. He's a borrower. He's still here. He's probably in a, a thimble of whiskey somewhere. <laughs> I'm swimming in it. 
that's why he's an alcoholic. <laughs> yeah. That's it's also why it's really cheap for him. <laughs> and I guess I guess he had really long arms as well if he could reach around the What the bars. fuck was he doing with all those chips? He's probably going <laughs> to hollow one out and live in it as a house. <laughs> <laughs> We've got the drinks. Can we take a quick look at the, um, the imo- <laughs> non-moving <laughs> tables? And, um, you should get another drink. Should I? Okay. For, for, for Gav. Okay, Gav needs a drink. Let's see, we've had a pale ale, an ale, and a tout. Th- can we take a look at the spirits and, and things? Mm, sure. There's uh, an infinite number of spirits and whiskies, all that your heart desires. I wonder if there's perhaps an anagram in this. Or I'm t- Basically, I'm looking at pale ale, ale, and out. The um, clock suddenly goes to 12 o'clock <coughs> or half past two, whatever time it was before. And the bartender rings the bell. Bong. Ow. I just hit my hand. What? <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm talking with my hands at the same time, so I'm like flailing them everywhere. The bartender hits the bell. Gong. And he calls last orders. Oh my God, I didn't realize the time. He wanders over to the front door and he locks it with a key that he had in his pocket. And then he wanders downstairs and goes, don't worry, boys, we're having a lock-in. And then he wanders down the stairs behind the bar. And then you hear an unfortunate sound of him falling and tripping and snapping his neck as he reaches the bottom. (laughs) (laughs) What would you like to do? Help myself to the rest of the bottle of Pandaren. You take the bottle of Pandaren off the wall and fill your glass generously. I think think I'll just put the bottle in my pocket. I... It sounds like he's not going to be coming back for it. All right, Keith. <laughs> shit, shit, I mean, can we can we go to that door? Are we able to uh, to open that door that he's just gone down? You wander behind the bar and open up the door to the corridor. You wander into the corridor and in the corridor, you see a door at the end and a little box on the wall of the corridor. Can we take a look at the box? Sure. You wander up to the box and it's like a little lock box affixed to the, the wall. And on it, you see three wheels. It's like a lock, uh, a padlock. You know those padlock like, things? Like, a, like, a, new, like yeah. a combination lock? Yeah, like padlock wheels. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That go from, there's three of them and they go from zero to nine. Okay, can we? Are we able to go and like investigate the corpse of the um, the body of the gentleman, the bartender, who fell down the stairs? You wander down into the cellar and you find the body of the poor bartender. In the cellar, you see lots of barrels of tout, pale ale, and ale, and other assorted spirits, and uh, his body lying lifeless. Can we go through his pockets for the key? Yeah, can we pillage that key and listen for a little like jingling noise? You go through his pockets. There is no key. It must be in the lockbox in the corridor. You also find his wallet and his phone. This guy's pretty serious about his locket. (laughs) Does he have a phone? You pick up his phone and you press the button on the phone. And for a split second, you see the picture of a dog, a lovely dog. Because the screen is all cracked and broken, it crackles and fades away. Can we go through his wallet? You open up his wallet. You find a few pounds and euros. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and you find a few cards, Whoa. a paper clip, <laughs> and, a, and some chips, uh, a, a, a tortoise a chip, uh, a tortoise, and a photograph of a dog. Oh my god! Okay, so I'm looking at the timer. We have two and a half minutes left. Oh shit! Um, um, but it's all cool because I think I've solved it. I don't think you have. <laughs> Go on then. Let's okay. spend the two minutes reassuring Gavin. Yeah, <laughs> Gavin, it's going to be all right. You're going to get married, mate. Um, okay, so we've got a three-digit numeric lock and the word dog appears many, many times, many, many times from the photos and the pictures on the walls. If we put dog on a alpha index, piss, it doesn't work on a zero to nine thing. Fucking shit. And balls. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Smelly bum <laughs> sex. Eddie, Eddie said to me, he was like, I think that's a bit too complicated. Can we see anything else going on in this uh, in this room? No, it's just a dusty cobweb beast cellar. Can we go back up to the bar and take a look at the uh, the tables and other patrons? <clears throat> yes, you walk up to the, the bar and uh, the other patrons are no longer there. They were probably just mannequins of your imagination. And the... Imagination? <laughs> Mannequination. We've had a few. Upon the table, you see coasters with crossed keys on them. And uh, 
other than the pictures of the dogs or dog rather, there's there's nothing else to, to see. Right, uh, Mr. Hathaway, what are your thoughts? If we flip the coasters over, is there anything underneath? No, just another cross. Okay. And our hour has elapsed. Oh, I have to write a bad ending now. Um, okay, so cross keys, dog. Yeah, tout. Yeah. I, mean, I was wondering if it would be something like the number of letters in pale ale, ale and tout, which would be a seven, three and four. Can we can we hop across to the? I mean, I mean, I get the feeling to be honest that cross keys and dogs are very significant, but I guess we'll just want to try this anyway. Um, can we pop across to the the lock blocks, please, Sam, and and try seven three four as the combination? You spin the wheels to seven three four and try the lock, but it doesn't open. There's a code in here somewhere, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> so there's yeah two keys and one dog. Can we have a look behind the um, the dog pictures on the wall? Yes. In the bar. You take off one of the pictures off the wall and behind it you see Pat aged two, 2006. And you place it back on the wall. Uh, can we have a look behind another one and see if it's a similar thing? Yeah, you take another picture off the wall with the dog looking slightly older. It says Pat aged eight. 2000 and wait fuck i didn't realize about this <laughs> you can do it sam we believe in you i like how after six years it's only looking slightly wait, I'm, I'm trying to remember what i previously said yeah i think pat would be aged eight in 2012 2000 it says pat aged eight 2012 maths i wonder if this is significant on the basis that sam's having to work it out on the fly <laughs> no, the the age and the years, no. Hmm. Well, we at least know Pat's name now. Yes, Pat the dog. Pat the dog. Hmm. Can we pat the dog? Can we just gently, <laughs> gently caress the painting? <laughs> I think we're seriously asking. Yeah, this is. Oh, right. This is not the dumbest shit we've done on this podcast. <laughs> you look around and see if you can find a taxidermied animal, but you can't see anything. Can I just stroke? You read my mind, actually. <laughs> can I stroke a painting? You stroke the painting and you... It's not paintings, they're photos, man. Oh, can I stroke a photo then? Sorry. You stroke... The... What are you eating? <laughs> yeah, I had a bit of ice fall in my mouth. <laughs> you stroke the painting. <laughs> you, maybe you do need another Pandaren. You stroke the painting and photos simultaneously rubbing the dog's nose. <laughs> Nothing happens. <laughs> like some sort of weirdo. Okay, so we've got Pat the dog, we've got Tout, which uh, Tout just feels really, really like significant. Yeah, yeah. The, on the, the the pump taps, you had pale ale, ale, Tout. Are you still? There? Oh my God, Pat! Pale <laughs> yeah. ale, ale, Tout. First letters <laughs> of each, Pat. Yeah. The pattern repeats, but what does it tell us? <laughs> yeah, what does it mean? Okay. Oh, oh, hang on. Okay, here's an idea. Let's grab some pint glasses and pour a pale ale, then an ale, then a tout. You pour pale ale, and who's pouring? Uh, I'll pour. Or Gavin could pour. <laughs> Gavin pours pale ale, and it's all froth and foam. He then pours an ale, and it spills all over. Uh, and then you try to pour a tout, and nothing comes out, because the poor bartender never had a chance to swap the kegs. Nothing happens. Can we check the um, uh, the little labels? Not you know you know the little like clip on label things you get on the beer pumps. Yes, you take off the little labels, and on the back of each you see a cross on each, like a cross on each, like a mathematical symbol, like a crossed key. Ah, Mike, is your brain melting? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Like every time we find something, it's like it's, an extra layer of complexity has been added. I'm like, oh. it's oozing out of my ear. Uh, yeah, I, I hadn't really properly thought this through. <laughs> I feel like it's right there. It's it's right in front of oh, us. I hope so. Hmm. Pat. Crossed keys, crosses. Pat. It's <laughs> a great name for a dog. It's just such a great name for a dog. I can't get over what a brilliant name for a dog it is. <laughs> Pat the dog. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mind if I do. Oh, um, exactly. It's just such a good name. So 
the cross kind of symbolizes something, <clears throat> if you wanted a clue. Like a multiplication symbol, for example. Yes. Excellent. Uh, all we need is some numbers to multiply. <laughs> um, oh. We had, we had some numbers earlier, didn't we? Oh, yeah, because I, I put um, like a number of letters of each of the things. Yeah. So if each pump has a small cross behind it, then it would be something along the lines of seven times three times four, because it was seven letters for pale ale, three letters for ale, four letters for tout. So seven times three times... So seven times three is 21. Times four is lots 84. 84. So I guess that would be 084. Um, so I guess... This- should we try that? Let's give it a try. You walk over to the lockbox and try 084, but it doesn't open. Piss and or shit. Okay, so we had talked about indexing numbers and letters earlier, but that wouldn't work because like 0 to 9 only gives you A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I. It only gives you up to J to play with. Oh, I suppose if you on a um, if you're on a, um, a zero to nine index, then that's yeah J, right? Yeah. So that only gives us if we do a, a alphanumeric index, the letters up to J to play with. Pat only uses one of those, um, and none of our beers, I think, fall within that. No. I don't. What I don't understand your logic. What I don't understand what you're trying to do. Uh, so thinking about if, for example, there would be numeric values attached to uh, the letters in the names of things. Yeah, because there are lots of three-letter words. Mm. Hmm. I think we're going to have to ask for a clue. All right. Uh, what is the thing that is most love in the pub? The the dog, right? Or, or no, the booze. No, no, in this particular pub. The dog? The dog, yes. His pictures are everywhere. His picture was even his wallet. Is there a way to put Pat into the combination lock? There's no way to put Pat into the Pat, combination lock. Right? Pat. What? Unless we like cycled it on a zero index, just like cycled it every time. So <laughs> if we assume the alphabet starts at zero. <laughs> when you assume you make an ass of me and you make an ass of you. I'm hoping to make an open of this lockbox and... Start from so if we assume that zero is the starting position for the alphabet, and Pat is the name that needs to go into there because the barkeep loves his dog. If we put five zero nine into the lockbox, does that do anything? You walk over to the padlock locked box and you put five zero nine into it, and it doesn't unlock. Bollocks! <laughs> He's pouring himself another <laughs> drink. <laughs> How about nine six seven? Does you that try work? nine six seven and nothing happens? Mm. Mike, I'm really counting on you here. You build robots for a living. I'm wondering if it's like, you know, the numbers on a calculator, how they look. Oh, oh like a six kind of looks like an A, and a seven kind of looks like a T. Oh, so that would be something like nine eight seven. Yeah, I, I tried nine six. Oh, for seven. like yeah, for the yeah. yeah okay, I see where you're coming from. Although I guess a yeah. nine looks more like a Q. Yeah, that's right. Maybe if I turn it upside... There isn't one that really Maybe looks Maybe I turn like it upside Q. down. Yeah, I was wondering about that. On closer inspection, you notice that the the crosses, like little crossed keys on the back of the tap pumps, the crosses are not right in the middle. They're more to the left on the back of the shields. So Almost as if it was trying to make an equation. Oh, 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 oh. This sounds promising. It does sound promising. Okay. <laughs> You're building hype now, Mike. <laughs> okay. I'm uh, trying to drink my from my empty glass, damn it. Really? Fill it up. Okay. M-M-M-O-B-Q-R-S-T-U. Okay. <laughs> Are you trying to make me spit out my beer? 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21. Now I know the numbers of the alphabet. I might be able to solve this puzzle. What number is V? Uh, Haven't got that far. 
so let's see. So P on this scale is 16, uh, A is 1, and T is 20. So it would be 16 times 1 times 20. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, times okay. 10 yeah, uh, times 2. Can we try 320? You put in 320, and as you put the zero in, it slowly slides out. <gasps> the key is attached what? on a key ring with the taxidermied paw Jesus. of a dog. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations, oh, you have the crossed keys, Corgi. <laughs> oh my God, Sam. Very you nice. Never, you never asked what type of dog it was. I never asked what type of dog it was. That's the point. I had, what did you have in your mind? Uh, I had a... Um, corgi. I had a oh, corgi really? Span. I had um, like a droopy um, beagle in my head. Mm, so okay. interesting. Interesting. <sighs> <sighs> yeah, I need yeah, a drink. I've got three pages of notes. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> Was that a bit too complicated? I'm sorry, guys. So you take the cross keys corgi and you go back and unlock the front door, leaving the bartender to die. Well, it's actually, he's already dead, so don't worry about it. Leaving his body to smell for the cleaners in the morning because you didn't call an ambulance and you step back out into the lobby. And I'll go back in and retrieve Gavin and Keith for the third time. I see. Yeah. We've just like neglected main perpetrators and also missed the wedding. Oh, yeah, shit. Yeah, we have missed the wedding. So we have bust outside of an hour. We have fucked it with the time. I'm going to put Keith back in the room oh, so that fuck. he gets arrested by the police. And yeah, I mean, but wait, we fucked it. He's, he's missed Keith's his wedding. one of our keys, though, right? <laughs> Keith, Keith. I mean, how many murders were committed? It's one seagull, uh, th- three mannequins, one manslaughter, bartender. Uh, did we do that? Yeah, vampire. Oh, I, I guess bartender. That was death by misadventure. Yeah. Okay, so we fucked it, leaving Gavin to. I suppose we should probably. Uh, we'll hop into a taxi. We drop Gavin off at um, probably not the church, uh, probably the reception by now. We can go to the church and she, see if she's still there. Yeah, she let's might do that. still be waiting. She might still be waiting. Oh, yeah, but maybe she's waiting for Keith. No, but she's planning to get yeah. married. I to think they've Gav. already gone off together. What if, it, what, if, what if they're brothers and sisters? Yeah, you, you see a, a small wink flash across Keith's what face. What does that mean? Maybe what you, does that mean? Maybe you, it can mean anything. Maybe you imagined it. <laughs> Who <Fucking> knows? <laughs> And so we take our fully stagged stag to the church and drop him off, where his mannequin bride-to-be is waiting outside, looking absolutely stunning uh, in her wedding dress and looking absolutely furious on her impassive plastic face. The wedding's probably been called off. Uh, the father-in-law has probably pledged revenge on the family for a thousand generations. Uh, and we fucked it. We didn't do it in an hour, but we had a good time doing it and we all had a lot of beer and, and whiskey. I feel like there should be a happy ending. Yeah. Like, is there some silver lining we can... Uh... They still get married and they live happily ever after in the window of Primark. <laughs> <laughs> or, or my m- m- Mark or whatever it was in the previous Mariah Park. <laughs> my Park. Oh, that's much yeah. happier than what I was going to say. Yeah, let's go with that. All ended okay in the end, but they got divorced two years later and he's now in Tesco's F&H. <laughs> oh, man. Then she moved on to better things, I guess. <laughs> she, she's now an M&S. She's hitched up with a, a lovely guy yeah. in um, the food counter. And then Gav got down-cycled into plastic bags. <laughs> Do you and know now plastic's he's... not recyclable? It's They just down-cycle it into smaller things. Is that what it is? Uh, apparently. I don't know how true that is, but that's what I heard. I know they like down-cycle it eventually into microplastics and then put it in the ocean. Mm. And then Greta Thunberg goes and sees it and she gets cross. What what's happened to Keith? I think Keith's just picked up a portion of chips in a plastic bag that's made of <laughs> And he's got a bottle of whiskey sloshing around in his head. His tiny, tiny <laughs> <Yeah>. head. <laughs> and he fit a whole bottle in it, unless it was one of those little small taster bottles. Oh, yeah, we should have asked. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> well, anyway, fuck Gavin and Keith, because we've escaped. Hooray! Woohoo! We're hey. intact. And that's all that matters. And we've escaped. We didn't do it in time, though, so all the horrible things we described just happened. 
Thanks very much for listening. You can subscribe to us on all of your favourite apps, feeds, iTunes, and at our website, www.theinfiniteescaperoom.com. You can also follow us and get in touch via Facebook and Twitter at tier underscore podcast. That's tier, like top tier, like the best things, and not tier, like sad things that come out of eyes. Or missed weddings. Or missed weddings, like a rolling down Gavin's plastic bag cheeks. If you've enjoyed the episode, and we hope you did, we'd be obliged if you could please leave us a review on iTunes or Facebook, as it's a big old help in reaching new audiences. We love you long time, and we'll see you next time. Tatty bye. 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 How long do they normally take to record? Less than that. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. Are we the longest? <laughs> Whoops.